Okay, a good Nerv Shabbos cover. Let's get going. So today's daf is daf Yud Zayin, page 17, in the Heilige Meseches Gitten. Uh, we got onto daf Yud Zayin, and we are about nine lines from the top of the Amud. We're at the two dots. Right, moment to find the place. Two dots, Yud Zayin Amud Aleph, 17a, Zogt, the Mishnah. Right, we're at the two dots, a quote from the Mishnah. Our Mishnah had said, Echad Oimer, if one person says, Befanai Nechtav, one person brings the get, and he says that the get was written in front of me. Ushnayim Oimrim, and two people say, Befanainu Nechtam. They say it was signed in front of us. What's the Allah, Zok the Mishnah, the Allah is, Kasher, it's going to be okay. Now let's clarify what this case is. This case, again, one person says it was written in front of me. Two people say it was signed in front of us. This that we say it's kosher is only when the get is, is it's being brought by one of the signators of the get. And one of the Edom who signed on the get are the one bringing it. That's when we say that it's going to be kosher. All right. So one guy, again, is playing a dual role. He signed on it and he's bringing it. Why? Because what we're going to do is we're going to consider this like we have two witnesses on this part. What does it mean, this part? It means on the ksiva of the get. So it's as if I have two Edom on the ksiva. And two Edom on the Chasima, on the signing. So I have two witnesses on each one. It should be a valid get. But let's say the get is being brought. On, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Let, let's pause. I made a mistake. Where do we say it's kosher? It's not when it's being brought by one of the signees. It's when it's being brought by one of the Edom who saw the Ksiva. All right? So one of the Edom who saw the writing of the get is bringing it. That's where we say it's okay. However, if one of the Edom who's, if the Edom who's bringing it is one of the ones who signed on the get, if he also signed on the get, then we say, puzzle. It's going to be puzzle. Okay? Because, why, why is it going to be puzzle over here? Because right now you only have one aid to the Ksiva, and that's not enough to make sure that it's being done. Properly, the other Edom again are being done on the Chasima. So, if again, let's let's pause. I didn't explain this initially. I didn't say this correctly. If one of the Edom on the Ksiva of the writing are here telling us that that uh, he's also the Shliach, so then we're, it's going to be fine because we still have two witnesses. There's, we still have two witnesses to the writing. However, if it's one of the witnesses on the signing that's here as the Shliach, it's going to be. Puzzle. Why? Because I don't have enough people telling me that the actual writing of the get is being done, lishma, it's being done properly. Alma, you see from here, kasavar, that we hold, shnayim sheviu get bimdina sayam, let's say two Adam come from overseas, shetrichem yaimru, they need to say, bifanenu nechtav, ubifanenu nechtam. Why? Because the fact that we're puzzling. A get, if the writing only has one aid, is a raya that you're going to need two people to witness the writing and two people to witness the signing. Hence, you see that it's crucial and important that even the writing is being done, is being done lishma. Okay, so that is 
Rav Ami quoting Rabbi Echanan. Again, so let's go back. Let's take, let's take a step back. Our Mishnah had said, if one person says it was written in front of me, and two people say it was signed in front of me, it's going to be kosher. What we just qualified that case to be referring to is when one of the Edim on the writing is also the one bringing it. However, if it's one of the Edim on the signing, that's, uh, if it's one of the Edim on the signing that's, uh, that's bringing it, it's going to be possible because I'm not going to have enough on the Ksiva. You can't just have one person who witnessed the Ksiva being done Lishma. Amalei Ravasi. Ravasi said to Ravami, who's quoting Rabbi Echanon, but according to your approach, but now, Reisha, in the beginning of the mission, they told me that we learned, two people show up and they say the get was written in front of us. And one aid, let's say a third guy, two guys say it was written, and the third guy says, it was signed in front of me. Apostle, Rabbi Maksha. Tanakama says, Nisht git. Rabbi says, It is git. It is good. And this is even when the get is being brought by both Edim. Pasli Rabbonan. The Rabbonan are still going to say it's puzzle. Again, even if the Ede Hasima have two and are bringing it, and you have one aid. To the writing, what do we say? Rabbi Yehuda still holds kosher, and the Rabbanon are going to say puzzle, kabbaldik. So you see that anyway, they're mechuyev to give uh, they're mechuyev to give testimony. And since you need two edim over here who are obligated to give uh, who are obligated to give uh, testimony about this get, so people are not going to make a mistake about, uh, about who's showing up. There's no need to make a gzir about, any, uh, about uh, any other situation that by other, uh, other staris, we're going to uh, we're gonna make it valid when it's really not. So Amar Layin, so he says, you know, you're right. Beautiful. He says, okay. Zimnin Ashkei Diyosifik Amar, sometimes, I'm sorry, Zimnin, there was a time, Ashkei, he found him, this is Rav Ami and Ravasi. To Yosef Vikaamar, he was saying, "Afilu get kosher." Even if the get is being brought by the Ede Chasima, it's going to be kosher. Now, previously we said the Ede needs to be brought by the Edim of the writing in order to be kosher. If it's being brought by Edim of the signing, it's not kosher. And over here, sometimes he found them saying the opposite. Alma says, according to that approach, Kosava Rabbi Yechonon Masol Shnayim Shaviu Get Medina Sayam. Two Edom bring Gefdi and say, "I'm overseas." Ain't Zvi Hashem b'fenu nechdav b'fenu nechdav. They're obviously not obligated to. Uh, they're not obligated to say b'fanenu nechdav or b'fanenu nechdam. So uh, the uh, the get would be kosher anyway. Amalei Ravasi, Ravasi says, "Alamiato." But now he said to Ravami, "Reisha diktoni." In the ratio that we learned, "Shtayim b'fanenu nechdav, echadim b'fanai nechdam." Puzzle Rebuta Machshir Taima. What's the reason? And this is like a lishna, right? This is a second lash. Taima. What's the reason for this? That the that the chachamim, the Tanakhama, say it's puzzle. They ain't get yes b'achas deishneim. It's because the get was not being brought by two edim. How get yes b'achas deishneim? But if the get is being brought by two witnesses, okay. So if you have again the witnesses who signed on the get. Who are the ones bringing the get? So then, Machshir Rabbanon, the Rabbanon would hold it's kosher. There's no problem. in. He says you're right. Sometimes you didn't say like this. You said the opposite, right? <laughs> Meaning, previously in the previous uh, times, what happened was he says to says uh, to Ravami, 
you agreed to me that even if the uh, Adam were being brought by two people, the Rabbanon would say apostle, and here you're saying the Rabbanon would say it's kosher, Amalei, Yasid he shaloi timait. He said it's a yesed, a yesed is a peg, something that is a established in the ground. Shalai timait should not be moved. What does that mean? It's a peg that shouldn't be removed. It's a beautiful, beautiful limud for us and a beautiful limud in life, which is, I was wrong. I changed my mind. You're right. Originally I said the halacha was one way. I thought the halacha was that it's only kosher when you have the Adam on the ksiva who are delivering the get. And, um, but take my second opinion because this is truly the halacha lemaisa, and this is this is not the psak that I'm moving from. It's a peg that's stuck in the ground. This is the this is the proper approach. Okay. Period. End of the Gemara. Next Mishnah. First wide line on the bottom of Daf Yud Zayin Amud Aleph. We're now going to shift course and get into a really a very important conversation that has to do with documents in general. But we're going to bring the Iker focus on get, and it's going to be focused on the halacha of dating documents. The importance of a document being dated, and whether or not if it's missing a date, it's kosher. Does it invalidate the whole thing? What do you do if you have a seemingly great document, but there's just no, there's no date, uh, there's no date written on it? Now, I'll give a practical example of this. That comes up very, very often, very often. It's very common for people to make chasnas, weddings, evening time. It's very common. For whatever reason, there's no mitzvah specifically. I haven't been born anywhere. Sometimes you'll be invited and will attend a morning wedding. Right? You ever been? Sometimes I've, uh, one of my uh, close relatives had a, a noon wedding. They had a noon wedding. And they had a whole, uh, you know, a whole... Uh, uh, and then they would get, and then they would make a whole uh, dinner with dancing towards the evening. Or you could do whatever you want. It used to be very, very common in the Jewish communities for people to get married Friday mornings. It was very common because they didn't make chasnas like we do now, and it would save them money. So they would make a chasna on Friday. And then the su'uda would be a Shabbos su'uda. Anyway, they had to buy chicken for Shabbos. So they would double up. They would have Shabbos. That would be, uh, that would be the, uh, the su'uda Shabbos. Would be the, the, the wedding, uh, wedding su'uda, the chasna. Be it as it may. It's very common nowadays for people to make the chasnas close to evening. Now here's the, here's the problem. Because let's say today in St. Louis, Shkia is approximately 8.20 p.m. Let's say you have a chuppah that's called for 8 p.m. And a chassan's tish, a kabbalah's panim, for the chassan and kala, that's called for 7 p.m. At the kabbalah's panim, they write the ksuba, where the husband in the marriage obligates himself financially to the wife. There's a problem if you write a ksuba at 7 o'clock and the chuppah's called for 8 and it doesn't start till 8.20, and he first puts a ring on her finger after Shkia, you can have a problem, because the Ksuba only takes effect after sunset, it's already the next day. And you have the wrong date on the document. So it's very important, that th- I believe it's the Minig Yerushalayim actually, it's very interesting, I believe Minig Yerushalayim is, they complete the Ksuba and do that process under the Chuppah, because of this concern. 
That's my understanding. I'm not a, unfortunately, I'm not an expert in Minag Yerushalayim, but if I recall correctly, uh, that's what I heard. But again, see, the, the importance of dating a document on the day that it's actually done, and we'll see the ramifications of what's the big deal if you're a day off here, a day there. We'll see. It makes a big difference as far as liens are concerned. Okay, Aksuba, a wife now has a lien on the property of the husband. What if there's another lien? Who's comes first? What happens a day here, a day there? So let's get into this. Really fascinating stuff. Gets into both marriage and financial matters. See, here we go. Zog the Mishnah. If the get document itself was written during the day, and then it was first signed at night, Balayla, or if the get is written at night, V'nechtam Balayla, and it's also signed at night, Balayla, or it's written at night, V'nechtam B'yoyim, and it's signed during the day, okay, so in the, in the second two cases, Lamaisa, the Hebrew date is the same, right? Because Jewish days begin the night before. So in the first case, it was written by day and signed by night. But in the next case, it's written at night, signed by night, same date. And the third case, it's by Lailab Nachtam written at night and signed by day, still the same date. In all these situations, kosher. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, um, I'm sorry, Nechtam Bayoim and Nechtam Bayoim. What am I saying? Written by day, signed by day, same date. Written by night, signed by night, same date. Written by night, signed by day, same date. Kosher, no problem. Hebrew date is going to be the same. There's no issue. Now the chiddush over here is, you say, oh, what's that? Chiddush over here is, we're not so concerned, it seems, about time of day. We're concerned about date, but we're not so concerned about, you know, what happens if you have two documents with the same date. It should make a difference if one was signed a minute before the other. As far as who has a first lien. We'll get into this. All right, next part of the Mishnah. What if it's written by day and signed by night? So now it's the next day. Apostle. It's a puzzle get. Okay. Why is it a puzzle get? Because it's written on the day prior to the divorce. And we'll see, Bez Hashem, um, in the Gemara, why it's a problem to have a get which is predated. Reb Shimon Machshir. Reb Shimon says no. Even if it's written by day and signed by night, it's still going to be kosher. Why? Shahaya, Rabbi Shimon, I'm Rabbi Shimon, old kolagitin. Any get, now any get over here, Rashi says, shalmecher umatona vehalva. Not referring specifically to a get isha, but any document, whether it's a sale, whether it's a gift, whether it's a loan, that's written on one day and signed the next day. Psulim, he agrees it's not good. Chutzmi gite noshim, with the exception of gite noshim, the get of a woman. Rav Shimon, for whatever reason, which we'll see, Bez Hashem, holds that a predated get isha is fine. A predated financial document is not fine. All right, so a lot to unpack, but let's just give a quick overview again of what we learned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says anytime it's something that's written in the same day, Signed the same day, kosher, even if it's in a different part of the day, right? Meaning, even if it's written by night and signed by day, you're fine. Because it's the same Hebrew date. That's be the same date. That's going to be Beseder. Um, Rabbi Shimon, however, said, by a get isha, not true. It could be written by day and signed by night. Even if it's a different date, it's okay. He'll agree by all other financial documents, but not by get isha. Zokti Gemara, we learned... 
Why is it so important to write a de- uh, to, to write a date into the get of a woman? Here we go. Rabbi Eichanan Rabbi Eichanan says, Mishom bas because of a situation where somebody marries his niece. Okay. Now, what's the truth if somebody marries his niece? And what we're referring to over here is really if somebody's if somebody is married to a woman who he's going to be nice to financially, even when it's going to impact, uh, even when it's going to impact fin- uh, finances. Let's look together in Rashi. We're going to look at Rashi. It's the second Rashi from the bottom of the Yomud. The situation where somebody marries his niece. Okay, you see that Bishum Basa Somebody marries his niece. So listen to this. Very, very interesting. Rashi. Rashi explains as follows. Halachically, and this is true till today, it's permitted for one to marry their niece. Okay? A nephew is forbidden to marry an uncle. A niece, I'm sorry, that's because they're both men. A nephew is forbidden to marry an aunt. But a niece is permitted to marry an uncle. Nowadays we know it's uh, biologically, there's a problem with it. It's not healthy. It's, it's, uh, it could lead to issues in children when you have close, uh, close relatives, uh, uh, so close getting married. But halakhically, it's a, it's a valid marriage, no problem. So if you have somebody who marries his, his niece, let's, let's look at Rashi. He ishtay, and she's his wife. So he marries his niece. Vishema tizna tahta, maybe she'll be unfaithful, she'll have relations, a, an affair outside of the marriage. Now he wants to make sure she's not Chayav Misa. If a woman willingly has an, a married woman willingly has an affair with Adam and Asra, Chayav Misa. So the uncle slash husband doesn't want her to be Chayav Misa. He cares for her. The Kaisiv Laget Belaizman. So what he'll do is like this. He'll write a get for her with undated the nice in law and give it to her. Then when they come to Bezdin and say, the Adam will say, Oh, she had relations, an extramarital affair. She'll produce the get by Maris and say, Fine, yeah, true, I had relations. You saw me do that. But Grusha, easy, I was already divorced. I was single. I'm fine. I was a single woman. There's no issue. Sir Bichanan says the reason why we need to make a, a date and a get or it's not kosher is because of people machin shtick to protect their wives who are chayiv misa. Rishlokish Amar, Rishlokish says no. Rishlokish says bishom peris. The reason why we need to put a, get, a, a, a date on the get is because of peris. Now what's going to happen when a peris means fruit? Okay, now we're going to see Rashi together in a moment inside as well, but let me just explain where Paris come in. We learned, and it's going to come up again as we go through Nashim very, it's going to come up often, there's a common sugya. A woman, if a woman brings fields into the marriage, it can either be something called nichsei melug or nichsei tzayim barzel. Two, two uh, uh, different approaches and agreements to how her property is going to pan out. Now, if a woman brings real estate, let's call it a fruit orchard, into a marriage. So the halacha is, she retains ownership over the field. 
it's hers always. During the time of marriage, however, the husband has rights to whatever that field produces. Okay? Now, here's the issue. Since the husband has rights to do business with whatever the field produces during the marriage, what he'll do is, possibly, if, if he wants to, uh, you know, do uh, backroom deals, even after he gives her a get, he'll continue selling the produce, profiting from the fields, and when the wife comes and says, you can't do that, he'll say, well, what's the problem? I, I sold it before the get was given. Again, because the get is undated. She has no way to prove that he had to stop by a specific date. And therefore, to protect her financially, that the husband doesn't take advantage of his, of his ability to sell fruits, we want to know, right, when does your, when's the lease up? When's his time up for having rights over her Okay? So again, Rabbi Yishman says, why do, we need, why do we need a day to get? So there's no shtick as far as if there's a znus that takes place. Rishlaki says we need a date so that the husband doesn't take advantage of the nichseim alug of his wife. Says the Gemara, Rishlaki is my time on the Yomar Let's understand why they argue and their reasoning. What's, what does Rishlaki find an issue with Rabbi Echenon's reasoning of maybe he's going to marry his niece and not want her to be killed? Amar Lach, Rishlaki will say, top of Amar Beis, znus leishkicha. It's an uncommon case where you have an uncle married to a niece who had relations. You're going to tell me that because of that, every single situation you need a day to get? That's not enough. That's not common enough to create a nationwide decree. What is common? I'll tell you. That women come in owning things. And uh, husbands, while they're married, can make use of the parents. That's not rare. What's the issue Rebbechen has with Rishwakish's reasoning? He says that a husband has a right to, uh, to he holds the husband has a right to actually um, sell and eat and make use of the produce until the get is actually given. Now, why is this important? So here you go. He says like this just because a get is written and signed, doesn't mean the husband has to stop selling. Doesn't mean he can stop benefiting from the next time to look. You can write a get on a, on a, on a get, you can write a date on a get from, t- a get Isha from today till tomorrow. You're not divorced till it's actually handed over. So he'll say like this. Even if you write a date on the get when it's signed, they're not fully divorced yet. When do they become fully divorced? When the get's handed over to her. Well, guess what? When the get is handed over to her, there's witnesses. So they'll tell us what date it is. We'll be able to figure out what date it is and when the husband has to stop. But on the document itself, that's not going to create the actual divorce. And hence, that's not enough of a reason to, to obligate a dating. The dating is not going to happen. It's not going to help. Because it's not the actual divorce happening on that date anyway, says Rabbi Echen. Okay. This is why Rib Shimon holds that a get Isha, even if it's written and signed on the previous date, is going to be valid. Why? Why is it going to be valid? Because even if the, the whole process is not completed on that day, a woman could still use the get to get her money, the, with, with the date on it, to get her money back. Because the husband has no rights to it. 
Allah, the Rabbi Yechonon, according to Rabbi Yechonon, who says that the, um, um, who says the problem is Nus, so my time with Rabbi Shimon the Machshir, what's the reason for Rabbi Shimon holding that a pre, what, what's going to be the logic for Rabbi Shimon to say that a predated get is valid, maybe an uncle will do this on behalf of a niece, and there's going to, and he'll, he'll protect her from Misa when she's really high of Misa. You're right, I don't fit with Rabbi Shimon's logic, and I'm not, I don't plan to go on in his logic. I'm following the approach of the, uh, of the Chachamim. Seder, since I'm following the approach of the Chachamim, the Chacham said that a get that is uh, predated is not going to be kosher, and for the, reason that, the re, for the reason that I mentioned. We don't want an uncle getting a niece off the hook. Bishmal Rabbi Yechanan makes sense according to Rabbi Yechanan again, who says that we're concerned about Znos. So now I know there's a very clear difference between Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon as to what the purpose of, uh, of a date on the get is it to allow her to get her next same malug? That's going to be Rabbi Shimon to, to get her money back. And the Chum are going to say that it's, uh, it's about Znos. El Reish Lakish, excuse me, according to Reish Lakish. Who says that everybody agrees, both Rabbi Shimon and the Chum agree, that the whole purpose of dating a get is so that the husband doesn't take advantage of the nechseh malug of his wife. Why Taka does Rabbi Shimon say that a predated get Isha is kosher and the Chum say that a predated get Isha is possible? The Chum agree that we need to help a woman. I'm sorry, the Chum agree. Yeah, since the Chum agree that we don't want a husband taking advantage of his wife's nechsei uh, malug, so why are they going to pass all the get? The difference is going to be how they hold the halacha. Here's a practical difference. Practically, what's going to be the halacha of how I handle the produce of nechsei malug between the writing of the get and the signing of the get? Once a get is written... Even if it's not yet signed, can a husband still continue to gain from the produce of the field? That's go, that's where the machlekes is. Uh, that's the machlekes is going to be. Now the gemara does explain who's going to hold what. So let's explain this by ourselves. Okay, again, lefi reish lakish, are going to say that the husband does not need to stop benefiting from nixim elug once it's written. They could con- the husband could continue to benefit until the time of the chasima. Hence, get ready for this. Even if a get is written on Monday and it's signed on Tuesday, so what's going to happen is a bezdin might assume that the get was signed on the previous day and they're going to allow her to take it back when really she had no right to take it back. The husband still had rights to it. And therefore... In order to protect somebody who bought the fruit rightfully from the husband, the Chum will say it's possible to have a uh, to have a predated get. Shimon will argue. Rav Shimon says no. He says anyway, the husband lost his right on the previous day, and therefore, a um, since the husband lost his right anyway, a um, uh, uh, get that's predated is not going to impact any possible kosher buyer. Says the Gemara Ha'ipcha Shaminalu. But we learned the opposite, Machlaikas, the Itmar, Me'imasai might see in Paris, when, 
when um, do we say that the husband loses his rights to sell the produce of Nechsei Melug, Rabbi Yechenon Amar Mishas Ksiva, it's from the time of writing, and Reish Lakish Shaymer Mishas Nesina. Okay? Now, previously, Reish Lakish said, we, we thought Reish Lakish held that the husband loses his right um, uh, from the time of writing, even before it's, uh, it's handed over. Right? Or from the time of signing. But it doesn't need to be handed over. Here we see it needs to be handed over. Sigmar says, you're right, Epoch. Switch around those opinions, and Reish, and Rabbi Yechon and Taka holds it's the giving of the get, and Reish Lakish will hold that it is the time of either writing or signing of the get. Amalei Abay Lerbez Rabbi says to his holy Rebbe, Rebbe if you should know, Gimel, Gitten, Psulim, there are three documents that are puzzle, the Imnises Havlad Kosher, but even though the Get Isha is possible. The three types of Gittin that are not valid, but if used, and the woman remarries and has a child, that kid is not going to be a Mamzer. Now, if the child is not going to be a Mamzer anyway, so what is the uh, What was the purpose of the Chum Takana that you need a date on a Get? If ultimately, we'll call it, if after the fact, it's not crucial to have a dated get. Let's say you omit the date. One of the things we said is, okay, if a woman does remarry, the kids are still going to be kosher. Well then, to what impact does it have, right? Sometimes you'll have, this is a, this is a great question, because you'll have organizations that create policies. You can't do this again, and you want to, what, what are you gaining by it? What's the tafkid? What, 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 why are you putting that into place? Very important. It is, what are you doing with that? What's the goal? What's the outcome? And if you don't care about the outcome, why this, why this school, this organization, this shul, this yeshiva, whatever, why'd you make that policy? If it doesn't matter anyway, what do you make the policy for? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Because, you're right, it's putting people into a bidiyavad situation. It's bidiyavad, but... Um, people know, it's not the way it's meant to be. Okay? No, you're not allowed. You're doing the wrong thing. If um, the husband doesn't give his man, doesn't write a date, and gives it to his wife, my, what is the halacha? Now, what do you mean, what's the halacha? See, when it comes to financial matters, you can't remove money from somebody until you prove it. So let's say a husband gives a get to his wife and without writing the date, and he, do, he does it on purpose. You know why he doesn't write the date? So that he could continue using produce from her field and she can never prove that he's doing it on the wrong date. Amar Lehi says to him, All right, you're right, people could do that, but Klai Yisrael is not going to start uh, making all these, uh, all these issues out of, a, out of a Ramai. A person who's a trickster, a person who's... Uh, you know, busy cutting uh, uh, backdoor deals while he's uh, writing up documents uh, between him and his wife. Okay. Kosov by Shavua. Now the Gemara is going to focus on different situations where a person did date the get, but not to the exact day. So Kosov by Shavua. Let's say we wrote the week of the get. He wrote the week of the get. The week of whatever it is. Yeah? I'm sorry. 
If he writes the, the year of the Shemitah cycle, Shana, Chodesh, Shabbos, or a specific year, 5783, or a month, Shabbos, a, a week, my, what's the Allah? Is it considered dating a get? Omar Lay, so his Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef, said, Tabaye, Kosher. Kosher seems to imply there's no problem whatsoever. That's totally fine. If you write the, ga- if you write the date in any fashion, even if it's not exact, it's okay. Ask the Gemara, well, if you can write to the year, we still have the same concerns, right? If you have a woman who had an extramarital affair, a niece had an extramarital affair, or a husband that's still selling the produce, he can still take advantage for another whole year. What they gain by making a decree. Says the Gemara, Okay, what they gained is, at least they're limiting it to the the Shemitah uh, cycle, right? A seven-year period. That after that, the husband can't do it. And here we go. Says Rabbi Yosef, guard you for this beautiful svari. You ready? Says more like this. I'll prove to you, you don't need to know exactly when it's sold. You know why? Because even if you write a day, what happens if he sells the produce at 8 a.m. and he gives the get at 9 a.m.? Are we concerned about 10 a.m.? Are we concerned about 11 a.m.? 7 a.m.? We don't write down to the last minute and second. Nobody's going to say you have to do that. I. What if he chapped the Rhine, a backdoor deal, a half hour before or a half hour after the get? He knows he gave the get, and now he saw that. And that okay, Beseder, a day itself. Me Adina, do we know for sure? was it the morning? Was it the afternoon? Yeah, but you know what we do know. That he was married the day before, and he's not married the day later. So too over here. Even if you're writing which Shemitah cycle you're in, even if you're writing what year it is, even if you're writing what month it is, all right, at least you limited it to a time frame. At least it's, it's uh, understood, and you're limiting the amount of shtick that the husband can pull. So this that the Chum instituted, writing a date, what the Gemara is pointing out is, is that, yes, they have a concern, but they're not going to be makbid on how, uh, how specific and how the, the date needs to be. They're not concerned like, you know, it's their concern is that a, you, you can't have a husband doing this forever. But if you can at least limit it, that's enough of a, that's a, enough of a gain. Let's uh, wrap up with uh, one more sugya, one more idea. It's a short idea. It gets us on to tomorrow's daf. Amalei Ravina, the Rav, Ravina said the Rava. What if a person writes a get to his wife and then he places it in his wallet? Now, what is the halacha? It says more like this. I'll tell you what could happen. You can have a husband who writes a, a get to his wife, keeps it in his wallet, and... Why is he keeping it in his wallet? No, I don't recommend this, but he's going through Shalom his problems. He wants to be ready. He wants to be ready. So he keeps it getting in his pocket. And um, if, they, if things shape up, so he won't give her a get. And if things do shape up, he will give her a get. He says, Gemara, my. So still, what are you going to gain with the date? Either way, 
you have the wrong date written. That's not, people aren't going to do that. You don't have people walking around with getting in their pockets. Otherwise, they have uh, bigger problems in their marriage. And again, that's not something that uh, we are concerned about. The Chum's decree, uh, the Chum's decree remains in place. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.